Good morning. My name is Candace McKeon, and I'm a lead prevailing wage investigator with the Auditor's Office Prevailing Wage Division. It is our pleasure to be a presenter today at the 2018 General Services Business Opportunity Fair. This fair is targeted to businesses offering goods and services, and some of those services and or solicitations may fall under a compensation requirement. The Auditor's Office Prevailing Wage Division ensures compliance with the following compensation laws. The Prevailing Wage Ordinance, which is going to be the majority of this presentation, and I'll get in much more detail as we go. But we also, um, the Office of Human Resources, Compensation and Classification, that basically is a set of prevailing wage classification and wage determinations that are determined by either the Career Service Act or a survey. Those classifications may include, but are not limited to, like an appliance mechanic, a baggage handler, custodians. We also have the Denver's living wage. That applies to parking lot attendants, security guards, and child care workers. Also not listed there is the Davis-Bacon Act. The prevailing wage division responsibilities, once again, this is just a short list um, and not limited to, but ensure that contracts have the proper wage determination, attend pre-bids, pre-construction meetings to inform contractors of the prevailing wage requirements or any compensation requirements, LCP tracker setup of projects, contracts, as well as contractors, Ensure contractors have access to LCP Tracker. LCP Tracker is a web-based program that must be utilized to submit certified payroll records to our office. We audit payroll records for compliance and we process invoices. So, to the prevailing wage ordinance, which is kind of the meat of this presentation. Denver's prevailing wage ordinance is section 2076 of the Denver Municipal Code. Um, and it is the requirement of prevailing wage. The latest revision to that ordinance was Council Bill 160985, which was passed unanimously and was effective June or January 1st of 2017. This ordinance was adopted in 1950 to create a level playing field for all contractors. It was modeled after the Davis-Bacon Act that was um, enacted at the federal level in 1931. The Auditor's Office has sole authority to enforce Denver's prevailing wage ordinance. So, when does prevailing wage apply? It applies to construction, alterations, improvements, repair, maintenance, demolition, and certain services on city-owned or leased buildings for agencies of the city are financed in whole or in part by city funds 
in contracts or purchase orders in excess of $2,000. The key elements of prevailing wage. So, employees are to be classified and paid properly for the classification of work they are performing. Prevailing wage is a minimum. You can certainly pay your employees more, but that is the minimum. Proper classification of the work that they are performing. The Office of Human Resources creates all wage classifications as well as the duties under those classifications. To help you, on our website we do have the prevailing wage classification document that lists all the classifications and the duties performed under that classification. We use several different wage determinations. We have the building heavy and highway, which is basically the adoption of the federal Davis-Bacon wage determinations. But under the prevailing wage ordinance, we also have the ability to add what is we classify as a supplemental. Those supplementals are classification and wage rates that are not included in the wage determination that we adopted from the feds. Also, we may be utilizing building heavy highway residential without the supplemental uh, for federally funded projects. We have the OHR, CSA um, wage determinations as well as living wage. So, fringe benefits are part of prevailing wage. Contractors who want to utilize fringe benefits and pay fringe benefits on behalf of their employees do have to have prior approval from our office before those can be applied. Fringe benefits not approved by our office must be paid to the employee and they are labeled cash in lieu of fringe. Overtime. Overtime is strictly enforced after 40 hours of work, regardless if the first 40 hours was performed on one of our prevailing wage sites or not. Overtime, oops, okay. Overtime is calculated at one and a half times the base hourly rate plus fringe. Apprentices. Our office only recognizes apprentices that are registered with the US DOL Office of Apprenticeship. We do require a current apprenticeship certificate for the apprentice, and we adhere to a one-to-one -one ratio. So one apprentice to one journeyman. If you are going to be using salary personnel that are actually performing work, they do need to get reported on LCP Tracker. You do have to convert their pay to an hourly rate, and it does have to at least meet the minimum of the prevailing wage. Those that are just doing supervisory do not have to report into LCP Tracker. Owner-operators. 
all contractors and subcontractors who classify themselves as owner-operators must verify to our office that they are a legitimate business entity. Owner-operators are required to submit certified payroll records in LCP Tracker. However, we only require the hours that they worked, not their pay information. On our projects under the prevailing wage ordinance, the employees are to be paid weekly. Cash payments to employees is not acceptable. Changes in wage rates. So wages are bound in the contract, remain in effect for 12 months from the anniversary date. The anniversary date is the date that is the bid opening. On our on the projects with federal funds, those wage rates are frozen for the duration of the project. On-site inspections will be conducted. Um, employees need to be formed that this is a prevailing wage project and they may be interviewed. Wage rate and prevailing wage posters must be displayed in an easily accessible location on the job site. Submittal of payroll records. As I mentioned earlier, um, we do require that all certified payroll records be submitted electronically using LCP Tracker. We can certainly help you with LCP Tracker if you're new to the city and haven't used the system before. Some of the common reasons for noncompliance. Failure to submit certified payroll records rejected payroll reports, false reporting, misclassifying and underpayment of employees. Also, we process invoices. So our main goal is to pay contractors and vendors promptly. Some of the ways that you can assist us in achieving that is by the timely submittal of certified payroll records support documentation up to date. For instance, like if you have your fringe benefits package that's improved, there's any changes in the amounts that the employees or the employer's contribution, if you keep those up to date, that helps. Um, purchase orders and invoices should have detailed scope of, of work, the date the work was performed, and that the information on your invoices is um, sufficient and correct. There are several different training and tutorials um, that are available to assist you with prevailing wage as well as LCP tracker. Um, I believe that the auditor's office has kind of taken another step in helping you with that and we've developed our own set of um, YouTube videos on how to use LCP tracker and those are kind of listed right there. These are just some of our highlights from 2017. So we audited 49,000 plus payrolls records, um, 833 city projects with budgets exceeding 1.8 billion. We processed 18,000 plus invoices. Our prevailing wage team is um, comprised of, we have a supervisor, we have three lead investigators, and we have six investigators. 
Thank you. That concludes kind of Prevailing Wage 101. And I look forward to doing business with you. Thank <laughs> you.